You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 234, Red, the luckiest feng shui color. Welcome to episode 234 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach a feng shui certification program online at mindfuldesignschool.com. We have a mailing list. We'd love you to join. You can go in the show notes, opt in there, or you can visit us at mindfuldesignschool.com. We have a newsletter. We have special events and offers that are only available to our newsletter subscribers and special content just for them as well. So we hope to see you in your inbox. So welcome back. Welcome back to the Holistic Spaces podcast. Mm -hmm. So for this episode, we thought we would talk about red, which is considered the luckiest feng shui color. So Laura, why is red so important in feng shui? In feng shui, red is considered very auspicious and a very powerful color because red, unlike other colors, it is also the color that supersedes not only all other colors, but often all other things. You know, if red is there, it's sort of, it's it's that strong. It, it can correct a lot of things and it can shift a lot of things. So red is an activating energy source. It's a protector and can remove negative chi. And it's also transformative and stimulating for a space. So it's all of these things. But having said that, Intention is very important around that, right? So it can be all of these things. And inherently, it has these, these qualities within it. And so as feng shui practitioners, we use red for each of those different, you know, functions, let's say. And, and more. Kind of, and more, yeah. Sometimes red could be almost a catch-all as a way of adjusting one's chi, but you have to kind of be strategic with it because too much, if you listen to our chi forecast for June and July, sometimes that red fiery energy can be too much, but if it's used strategically and even a little goes a long way, it can be very powerful. And, you know, red is also the color of our blood, our life energies. And we also know that Red has been a significant color in many cultures. I mean, Lord, you studied art history and you're Mm -hmm. a painter. Mm -hmm. And I know a little bit about paint, but isn't red really a kind of a very expensive, was it an expensive pigment as well, right? Yeah, there's a lot of things in nature that are red, I would say, first of all. Whereas when you think of the color spectrum, you know, red is one end of that, right? Like it's like a very, especially when you think of the rainbows, red is uh, like infrared is when you're moving, you know, beyond that. So red is a color that has obviously a lot of different versions in it, but a real pure, pure red is, yes, it can be expensive, but almost hard to get. And I think a lot of people are like, there's such a range. It's like, if it becomes too much, if there's any blue in it, if there's any, you know, if there's too much yellow in it, then it becomes orangey and stuff. And so to get that, that what that is, that true bright red is also what we're talking about. Now, of course there are, 
there's Synthetic a continuum. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, there's a continuum too. Like there's a, like, you know, you, we always said, oh, if you're going to use that purpley red, that's good. And it actually combines like the purple and the red. And it's, so there is nuances within red, but it is a color that culturally is very strong, but used in different cultures for different regions. So color can be something that is inherent right? That is like, just, we all see it away and it's just there. But of course, if you get into the whole, we're going to get into color here, but if you get into the whole mechanics of how we see color, that's crazy as well. But, you know, it means one thing like in China, for instance, or, you know, you get married in a red, a red dress, a red wedding dress, as opposed to, you know, here red means stop. So there, you know, in, in North America, red means stop. So red is used for big things to signify really big things. Mm-hmm. I think also in the Asian culture, vermilion, like an orangey red, it's also mm-hmm. was also considered red because I was reading in a book, um, The Secret Lives of Color, that actually there wasn't an orange color or mm-hmm. orange wasn't a separate color from red until recently, more recently. And cinnabar, which is a huge stone that's ground down, is actually when you were saying how they made red paint before they had synthetic colors, that was one of the main ways that they made it, which is from China. And it's used in transcendental adjustments. And it is this vibrant, vibrant red mineral that has the ability to not only be bright red, but it's also connected with removing negative chi and harmful chi. And and so it's a really powerful stone because of its pure redness, Mm -hmm. redosity. (laughs) And we were doing some research. Red was one of the first colors to be used in prehistoric art. And it was worn for celebratory occasions in ancient Rome and if we go back to Asian culture, especially Chinese culture, where feng shui comes from, there are financial monetary gifts offered in red envelopes. And that's mm-hmm. something that we honor in the BTB tradition. But the color of the red envelopes protects, it transmutes any kind of challenging energy. It can bless the person that's holding the money, that's offering the money, that receives the money. And it's used as an exchange of energy. And in Asia, in many Asian cultures, red envelopes are exchanged during Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year and at important events. So this is something that is very important. And in the BTB, the Black Sack tradition, the feng shui that Laura and I teach and practice, we use red envelopes to honor and ritualize the exchange of energy between a client and consultant. And for Laura and Laura and myself, it would be between teacher and student. And then there's the connection between red and the five elements, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So which we talked a lot about in our last podcast. Well, not a lot about, but, and we probably have a podcast. We do have podcasts just about the fire element. And we talked about it. Our last chi forecast. Our last chi forecast as well as the summer. Yeah. Not our last uh, podcast. Right. Our last chi forecast and our last summer and the one we did at summer solstice. Yes. We get into it deep on that as well. Yeah. The ones from last month. Yeah. So red is the color that is connected to the fire element. Each of the five elements has colors associated. So red is connected with fire. Fire is a very young, very big element. It has the ability to transform. It has the ability to bring to light. It has the ability to destroy, but it also has the ability to warm us so that we stay alive. So fire is really, really important. And like fire, red is an energy source. So 
you know, if you can't have actual fire, bringing red in is a way to bring those same qualities of the fire element. Okay. And by adding a little bit of red to your space, you can actually shift the energy and also, and this, this actually, yes, it has to do with the fire element, but it also has to do with just the pure fact of red. So this is why red supersedes even its categorization as being a part of the fire element. It goes beyond that. It's, it's not like, so green is wood. But green doesn't have the same, it's not the same level as red. Red jumps even out of that because you can you can have a design detail or a situation in feng shui that red, adding a small amount of red can temper and correct. Yeah. And it doesn't just have to be in your home. If you've been a listener for a while or if you're one of our students or graduates, you know that there's a lot about your personal chi that we work with in feng shui. So it's not just that you would want to use this as an element you add to your home, but you can also wear the color Mm -hmm. and put the color on your body. So for instance, it doesn't have to be visible. You can wear red underwear. You could wear a red necklace or red jewelry. You could wear red lipstick. I think everyone can recognize that wearing a red dress is a big Mm -hmm. statement, right? Mm -hmm. Or even wearing red lipstick. Like if I wear Mm -hmm. red lipstick, I'm like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, you know, like it's like- I have the like Chanel, classic Chanel lipstick, like that red. And I love it. Like I won't wear very much else, but I love that lipstick. So I do it. I do wear that. Right. But you want to be careful. It's not like you want to, I always say this, like with my design clients as well as like, you don't want to wear red lipstick, blue eyeshadow, big earrings, uh, (laughs) red, red blush, you know, like red outfit, big, big uh, tiara, big necklace. Like it's like, it's like too, too much. Right. But even a touch of red, like a little red on the cheeks or a little bit of red lipstick can go Mm -hmm. a long way. So adding that pop of red can really shift the chi, just like even Mm -hmm. in art. Like you can bring a pop of red somewhere, or if we do want to bring it back to your home, you could add a plant with red flowers or bring red flowers in or one red flower or bring in a red pillow or a red throw. There's so many different ways that you Mm -hmm. can bring in a pop of red. And that brings us to the last, not the last way, there's lots of ways to talk about red, but the last way we think about it in feng shui is the connection with the Bagua. So those listeners that are familiar with the Bagua, for those that are new and haven't are not really familiar, go to our website and go to our blog section. And there is a download that you can use and learn all about the Bagua. We also have many podcasts about the Bagua. The color red, when we're talking about the Bagua, is connected with a specific area called Li in Chinese, or fame and reputation. And Again, we talked a lot about this in the Chi forecast from July, about the fact that by enhancing this area of the Bagua, you can become more visible out in the world. That can be your intention. Okay, your intention by activating Lee and adding red to it would be you want to be seen you want to be recognized. And so if you want, you can try placing something red in that area of your home, in the Lee area of your home, or even on your desk, you could find Lee, which if you're sitting at your desk is basically going to be the other side of your desk in the center. You could put something red there and you could set the intention for your career, for instance, to be seen, to be recognized at work, all that stuff so that you can you know, be seen and be ready for that next 
promotion, right? So that's sort of the connection with Lee and red is very powerful. You can actually use that color, which is the color that is associated. Each of the areas of the Bagua has a color and red is connected with Lee. And if you are interested in this, we would definitely recommend you listen to the episodes from June and July where the July mm-hmm. June forecast and the one about the summer solstice as well as the June chief forecast because we also bring in a lot more nuance into fire element. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast, please share it with others, subscribe, leave a review, things like that really help a lot. So you can support our podcast by subscribing to our newsletter as well. There's some kind of opt-in link in the show notes on your podcast app, or you can visit mindfuldesignschool.com and opt in there. You can also check out our certification. Laura and I teach a feng shui certification program, and we sometimes have mini courses that are available as well, so keep an eye, but the best way to keep in touch with us is through the newsletter. And we really appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week.